It's funny how things can change in an instant. They really can. I was living like a trusting child in somewhat of a carefree way until 2020 and 2021 happened. Then I began noticing contradictions, making me question all the things I was hearing. You know what I'm talking about, the really obvious type of, let's just call it what it is, lies. When actions don't match the words we're hearing. When what I observed didn't support what I was hearing, I didn't want to accept it. My trust was broken. That wasn't just one aspect of my life where my trust was broken. It was in the world, it was in business, in relationships, and it was all happening at the same time. When trust is broken in a majority of the areas of life that support you, you know, where do you turn then? Well, I turned to God. I turned to God even more than I ever have in my life. I prayed and studied the Bible, and it distracted me from the harsh realities that I was facing. I'm a curious person, and I love to explore, as mostly in travel, but also exploring the thoughts and ideas of others. So I explored that. I started seeing that some things I was taught in religion didn't line up with what I was reading in the Bible. And the timing of this was ironic because this meant another area of trust was broken. The religion I was taught growing up, I just wanted the truth to be found somewhere. This caused me to want to separate from others and look deeper into these findings. What is the truth? Where can it be found? I trusted God and I still do. After reading the complete Bible, most of the questions I had were answered and it made sense that all these nonsensical things happening in my life, why they were happening. I felt compelled to share what I discovered in the Bible and I did. From the secular aspect of the world and what's happening today, the Bible gives clarity to all of this. It's all in there. Many things happening in the world right now were foretold in the Bible. If I hadn't studied the Bible, I wouldn't be aware of this. Our freedom is under attack. There are those who seek power and dominance, and the only way for them to achieve this is through forced control. Because if we're given the choice, not everyone will choose to submit. Many people are now seeing this and becoming vocal about it. And something that I understand from the Bible comes to mind. God created each of us with a purpose to fulfill his will. People are using their skills and talents to resist this force control. And I thank God for each and every one of you. May God be with you in this effort. While freedom remains to some degree, despite some censorship, all of us have the freedom of choice in what we believe. Our choice comes with consequences, and we individually weigh the choice and consequences whenever we make a decision. I believe choice remains because God is the one who ultimately gave people that freedom from the very beginning. I believe we are at a critical moment in time right now, and while I currently have the freedom of speech, I want to share some thoughts with you. Some things I hope you think about as an individual. Don't automatically believe my words, investigate this, and don't automatically believe what you've been taught. Investigate it, then arrive at your own conclusion. Not everyone will arrive at the same conclusion, but that's the way God allows it. It's a personal choice. It's freedom. As I mentioned earlier, I found some things I was taught growing up that didn't match up with the Bible, and that destroyed my trust in my former religion. 
so why did I choose to believe what I read in the Bible over what I was taught? Because what I found in the Bible was consistent and it answered the questions I had. My former religion was a Christian-based religion, so the Bible was an acceptable means of seeking further information, and I believed the Bible to be God-inspired source for truth. I chose to believe what is God-inspired information over the information that was man-made religious traditions from my former religion. But this isn't where I stopped. I had more curiosity. I had friendships throughout my life with people who were Jewish and Muslim, and I would describe them as good people from a secular viewpoint, although I know that no one really can be labeled good other than God. So I use that term only to, in an attempt to describe what most people think of as good, kind people who act in loving ways. So my exploring inclination led me to take a peek into both faiths and see what is similar and what is different. I say take a peek because I'm not an expert in any religion. I was just curious. After all this broken trust happened in my life, I wanted to see what those faiths were all about and why people believed in them compared to my belief. I think many people believe what they were taught to believe as they grew up from those who cared for them. Caring people do have an influence on the lives of others. So there's basically a foundational belief or a doctrine that's incorporated into a book of some sort. And so for each one of these, you know, for the Jewish faith, it's the Torah, the law of Moses, which includes the first five books of the Hebrew Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those were written somewhere between 1446 and 1406 BC. But then there's also the sacred writings or scripture that's part of the historical Jewish belief as well. And I won't pronounce this correctly. So um, it's the Nevi'im and the Kedavim. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But anyway, there are additional uh, writings. So then obviously the Christian faith source is the Bible. But I don't know how many people really know the books of the Bible. I didn't when I first started reading it. I didn't know a lot of this stuff, so that's why I'm talking about it. But the Old Testament of the Bible is really pretty much all of the Jewish faith wrapped into that. So the first half of the Bible, the Old Testament, incorporates all of the, the, the Torah information and the scriptures. All of that is the Old Testament of the Christian Bible. So there's a I guess it's called the uh, Tanakh um, of the Jewish scripture um, that's in the Bible, the Old Testament. So the Jewish faith is really the foundation of the Christian belief, the Christian Bible. And then in addition to the Old Testament, the Christian Bible has the New Testament. And this is where, you know, this is obviously a different part of it because it talks about the life of Jesus, the teachings, the followings of Jesus, and more prophecy in the book of Revelation, which was written in the first century, around 90 AD. Um, the prophecies in Revelation don't contradict the prophets of the Old Testament, but they provide more detail and insight regarding the events that take place. So I have a link on the blog, what I'm talking to you about right now is actually a written blog and there are links in the written blog that you can dive in deeper if you want to know any more about the subject. So that blog can be found at a -N -N -M 
2705.com if you're interested. And then the Muslim faith, the Quran, a prophetic revelation and doctrine which was established by Muhammad and it was written in the 7th century. So probably about 600 years after, uh, 500, maybe 500 years after the Bible was written, um, the Quran came about and the Hadiths, which became the basis for the Islamic religion. There are similarities between Christian, Jewish, and Muslim faiths. There's some, but there's major differences as well. So I started with, here's the summaries. We all believe in the same creator, and the same creator goes by different names in each of the books. It could be God, Hashem, Allah. We all believe that the way we live our life matters. We believe that Jesus lived on earth and he taught people. And we believe all good things come from God. We believe there is only one God. We believe there is a Messiah who will come, but the roles of the Messiah in the beliefs are very different. Uh, there is a judgment day when the Messiah returns or after the Messiah returns. But there are some big differences. So one of the big differences is the Trinity. Christians believe in one God, but three persons making up that one God or the Godhead, as I've referred this called before. Um, that's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit called the Trinity. This is definitely a challenging concept to comprehend. And for me, the clearest way I came up with so far to explain this conceptually in a visual way is to give an example of something material that we know to make the understanding hopefully clearer. If you've seen a three-in-one winter coat, this is something that can function independently, yet is considered one coat. For example, the first layer might be a light fleece jacket, the next layer might be a down-insulated layer, and the third layer might be a waterproof outer shell. These are all zipped together and they become one jacket. Each jacket has its own function, but together they are one. If you have trouble visualizing that, I actually put a video clip of it. And neither Jewish nor Muslims believe in the Trinity. And there's a link on the blog if you want to study more about the belief of the Trinity. Then Jesus. This is another part where we differ. Christians believe Jesus is the Son of God, part of the Trinity or Godhead, the Messiah. Jesus was without sin. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born to a virgin mother named Mary. He came to earth to save people. And if someone doesn't believe that he came to earth to save people, they would not be in eternity with God. So this is a kind of a critical point where we differ. Uh, Christians believe he was crucified. He died and was buried and rose from the dead. He interacted with people after the resurrection and then ascended into heaven. And then after he left, he sent the Holy Spirit to be present with his followers after he left the earth. Jesus will return to the earth and will be visible to everyone when he returns, arriving in the clouds the same way he departed when he ascended into the clouds in front of witnesses. Jewish people do not believe Jesus was the Messiah because he didn't complete all the prophecies or finish what was prophesied when he was here on earth. The Jewish people are waiting for the Messiah to arrive. Muslim people believe that Jesus was a prophet and a good person. 
They believe that his mother was a virgin named Mary, but do not believe that Jesus died on the cross. The three differing beliefs about Jesus is probably the greatest difference and a critical one because it has consequences for every faith. And each faith strongly opposes the other faith's beliefs about Jesus. So which belief is the truth? That's for you to decide and worth investigating. At some point, we really will know. We will know at the end of the time who got it right. But until then, this is something that everybody has to decide on their own. So if you're interested in finding out the nature of Jesus from a Christian perspective, there is a link on my blog for that. Eternity and afterlife. Christians believe the only reason we will be able to enter into eternity or the afterlife is through Jesus who came to earth for God's purpose. Jesus' purpose or God's will was to reveal God in human form to people, teach people about the spiritual realm, things unknown to people, fulfill the prophecies about the Messiah, and to most importantly, become the sacrifice required to save all people. Our good works, which everybody agrees we all need to be good people or do good things, um, our good works are not enough to be as holy as needed to be in the presence of God. And all three faiths could actually verify that statement because when Moses was given the Ten Commandments, God told the people not to touch the ground because they could die if they did because of his holiness. So since all three people, all three faiths, not people, all three faiths believe uh, about the Ten Commandments and Moses, then we should all be able to understand that we can't make ourselves perfect enough to be in eternity with God. So that's why Jesus was here. Uh, we are not perfect beings, nor will we ever be, but God wants us to be with him. So he sent Jesus to bridge that gap of our imperfection. From what I found, I don't think the afterlife is very clear, certain, or described in Jewish faith. What I found in Muslim faith is that there will be an afterlife, but how you get there is very different. If you want to explore more about the afterlife from a Christian viewpoint, there's a link on my blog. The Messiah. Christians believe the Messiah is Jesus, and there will be a second coming of the Messiah in the future, and judgment follows his return. Jewish people believe the Messiah has not come yet, but will in the future. And Muslims believe that Jesus will return, but they don't believe he ever died on the cross. Instead, they believe he was rescued by God and taken up. So when Jesus returns, according to the Islamic faith, he will follow the Mahdi. And it's very different beliefs again. If you want to understand why Christians believe Jesus is the Messiah, I have a link on the blog that covers that. The Antichrist. Christians believe there will be a deception near the end of the world during a seven-year time period. And the Antichrist, along with the help of a false prophet, will deceive many people, even some Christians, and will be able to take control of them, thereby causing those people to lose the opportunity of the afterlife with God. But not only lose that, but suffer the consequences of allowing these deceivers to take control from submitting to them instead of God, and therefore these people will be sent to eternal hell. When the Antichrist is revealed, there will be approximately three and a half years until Jesus returns. 
The Jewish people don't acknowledge this, and the Muslims believe that there will be an Antichrist at the end also. So if you're curious about the Christian belief in the Antichrist, there's a link on the blog as well for that. For those who believe God exists but are unsure about any further beliefs, it's important to pray directly to God and ask for the truth to be clear to you. Ask for wisdom in regard to these various beliefs. I think all who believe in God know that God will respond if we genuinely seek him. The belief you choose should always be your choice. No one should force anything on you, but it is worth your time to research what you believe. It's never a good situation if you are forced to decide your belief on the spot and you haven't had time to fully think this through. Please take time this winter to reflect and research.